crazy story that I, I struggled with all those things, thinking about it afterwards, but also in the moment. And these things have been happening to me more and more often because I don't know. When I start my day, I just I just ask whatever, whatever you want to call it. God, the universe, energy, whatever. I just talk about how can I be in service today? Just where do you want me? How do I show up? How do I make the most significant contribution? But maybe i got to get more specific because I keep helping people who have had too much to drink, generally, is what I'm finding myself in the middle of. So on Sunday, I was on Santa Monica and had a coffee with an old friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while. But we were leaving, and there was like an 80-year-old man right at the corner of Fairfax, right up here. And there was an 80-year-old, right over there, I don't even know my directions. <laughs> an 80-year-old man who was falling into traffic. And it made me really nervous, because he's going to get plowed over, right? So I ran, and listen, this, the point of the story is not I'm a big saint, or like I did my Sunday service. That's not really the point. The point is those things. So. Um, but nobody was around to help him, and he was really like, you know, leaning and like he could he couldn't speak really. So I got him out of the gutter, pulled him up on the sidewalk, and tried to walk with him a little bit. And then I thought he was going to be fine. Then I realized this guy is never going to make it home wherever home is. And I was with my friend, and I was like, "Can you help me?" So we walked up like a block or so, and I finally got his name out of him. His name was Sam. He's like, I think like maybe in his late 70s, and he had, had way too much to drink, to the point of there was no communication, except what's so brilliant about this story is there's so many human weird things that happened. He had just come, I, I deduce, from some sort of dinner because he had one of those styrofoam to-go containers, and he clutched it like nobody's business. He had it the entire time. So even though he was about to fall over, that thing, whatever, I wanted I should have opened it to see what it was, but he held on to it for dear life. Anyway, I sat him down, I got his phone to try to call some people, nobody answered. I was like, maybe this is a repetitive thing and people are just ignoring his phone call. So I finally asked him, I was like, Sam, where do you live? I'll take you home. So he told me where he lived, just a few blocks away, and I was like, well, okay, I, he was a big guy. He's like 6'4", and I was like, okay, well, I'll just put him in my car and I'll take him home. So my friend and I got into my car, we strapped him in as he was going into the car and almost falling over. We put his food on the hood. As he was getting into the car, he grabbed his food and took it with him. It was so crazy. Strapped him in and my friend was like, bye! And I was like, okay, I guess I'm on my own. So then I had the first thought, I'm like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? Why is it just me? Yes, I want to be in service, but is this really what service looks like? And then it kept coming back to, but, but my heart feels full and it's really amazing to help humanity. Uh, and that could be my mom or my dad. That can be me in 40 years. So it's also beautiful. But the mind tries to erode the beauty of real connection. Not connection the way we want it to be, being in Hollywood all the time, 24-7. Real human connection, which is actually more meaningful in many ways than a lot of the things we think that we're gunning for. Anyway, I drove him home. I, we walked up the thing. I thought he was about ready to throw up. I was like, no, not on my watch, Sam. <laughs> I literally said that. I was like, just keep breathing. Just breathe. I got him up the stairs, really slowly went in the elevator. It was the, he was only on the second floor. It was the slowest elevator ever, and it was shaking, which I think was contributing to his nauseous feeling. I was like, just breathe, Sam. Just breathe. Got him to his, his door. I was opening the keys, fumbling with these keys. I was like, do you live with anybody? Do you live with anybody? I rang the doorbell. Right when I opened the door, his wife 
is standing there. And she's with a, a, a stretcher, or not a stretcher, on a, on a, what do you call those? A walker, yes. And her name is Vera. And she just like literally looked at me like this. So I was like, hi. I, don't I, really I was like, yeah, I'm here to help. I'm just Sam. And what was weird about it is in like 30 seconds, I was like, you know, obviously he needed help, blah, blah, blah. I think he indulged a little bit, whatever. I just tried not to like cast. There was no judgment about it. It happens, right? So I asked her, I was like, well, where do you want me to put him? And to me, in her gesture, I saw 50 years of their marriage. Just with her eyes, she went like that. Like, the, that, send him to the bedroom. Like, this has happened before. So I was like, whoa, this is so intense. What have I just entered? Right? What am I seeing? This crazy human experience. I could have been a robber and cased the entire joint and stole everything. Like, these are the things that I'm thinking. And then I'm thinking, God, it's already 7 o'clock, and it's Sunday fun day, and I should be on Instagram posting things, and like, they're robbing me in my Game of Thrones time. And again, starting to think about all the other things as opposed to just being there. Be there fully. Fully be where you are, kids. So the last part of the story is I ended up sitting him down in a, in a chair because I was really concerned about asphyxiation and I got him a wastebasket in case he was going to vomit because I didn't want him to vomit on himself, obviously, and just was really nervous about that because that can happen to people, right? And I gave them my number and whatever. And then I was leaving the door and Sam just kind of was like, Tony, and I was like, yes, and in a Russian accent, he's like, come back tomorrow. And I was like, oh, God, okay. And then I looked at Vera, and Vera shook her head no. And then I was like, well, I wrote down my number if you need anything. And he's like, Tony, you're such an amazing person, which was really sweet. And I was just like, well, thank you, thank you. Anybody else would have done whatever. And then he was like, but you must come back tomorrow. So I'm thinking, I'm going to have a check of a million dollars. I literally, that's what he did. So this is the point of the story. So what is it? It's a funny example of how the mind wants to run roughshod in making something other than what something is. This is the challenge of being alive. Ultimately driving home, I felt so many amazing feelings about the gift of just being human. But the challenge is, is this thing tries to corrupt it, deny it, make you feel weird about it. I had judgment about the fact that I had a fantasy that I was going to become a millionaire from helping someone. And yet, I think it's just a crazy thought that most people would have, or something like it. So I think the point of the story is, you guys, we're always trying to learn in different ways, and I'm always trying to give examples from my own life that I don't have it solved, I haven't figured it out. I struggle with all the same things that we're teaching. But if we can just be more immersed in the moment without self-consciousness, that's the real experience that we're after. It really does fill your heart to overflowing. And to me, acting is of service. When you're telling stories as yourself, as bravely as you can, and sharing them with a partner and other people, that's really revealing to humanity what it means to be human. That's the service we all provide. So I just want us to remember that moving forward. I hope that makes sense to people. And um, I guess also the moral of the story is when you see somebody in need, don't walk the other way. I think it's really important. Don't think that somebody else is going to take care of it. I'm not the hero of the day. It's not that big of an act. It's not that big of a deal. But I do think we all have opportunities to be more available to other human beings than we're not. Because we all think we're so much more busy or important or have got other things going on. You don't. 
We're here to serve fellow humanity. That's the real point.